Welcome to the Proclaim and Defend podcast, a ministry of the Foundations Baptist Fellowship International. We seek to encourage and inform pastors on modern-day topics from a biblical perspective. Our mission is to bring together like-minded Baptists to collaborate in glorifying God through fulfilling the Great Commission. The first substantive conversation my wife and I had with our children about reproduction was when they were about seven years old. Even before that, my wife, the science teacher, refused to use baby talk when talking about the issue. Our son, Christopher, was three years old. When his baby sister was on the way, one of the ladies in the church thought it would be cute to ask him if he knew where his little baby sister was at that very moment. In my mommy's uterus, he volunteered without hesitation. That's what happens when your mother's a science teacher. We determined to have discussions about reproduction and sex with our children often and early. After all, it's a part of life and it's a gift of God and is not shameful. It's more necessary now for parents to take the lead in talking with their children about gender and reproduction than it was then. Today, it is common for kids to ask questions about homosexuality before they are curious about basic sexuality. The kids that grew up on the farm learned reproductive biology as they watched animals they were raising multiply. Kids that grow up in the suburbs and city are not so familiar. They learn about sexuality from their friends, who learned it from their older siblings. Most of the time, yes, most. Their introduction to sex education comes from viewing pornography on a smartphone that belongs to them or one of their friends. Sex was created by God and is not shameful. Hebrews 13.4 says marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers God will judge. This verse addresses the balance that most Christians fail to navigate. God-given married sexual relationships are not just allowable, but honorable before God. Yet fornication and adultery are worthy of judgment. In trying to keep our children from the latter, we treat the former as if it is shameful and evil. This does not work. If you try to preserve your child's innocence on this issue, you will only leave them open to the lives of the wicked one. Parents are responsible to teach their children about biblical principles of sexuality. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. Deuteronomy 6-7 Have you ever noticed how much of the Old Testament law addresses sexual sin, and addresses it graphically. The law addresses fornication, adultery, homosexuality, cross-dressing, even bestiality. God commanded the children of Israel to teach their children this law. If they obeyed this command, then they also had to broach these subjects and the questions that would inevitably arise. The New Testament commands us to raise our own children in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Do not be selective about the scripture that you will reveal to your children. Teach them the entire counsel of God. It is much worse to wait too long than to start too early. And that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus, 2 Timothy 3.15. Consider the scriptures that were taught Timothy from childhood. It was the Old Testament, which included the Old Testament law, and the graphic condemnations of sexual sin in books like Proverbs, as well as the glorification of the physical act of marriage in passages such as Proverbs chapter 5. We were discussing this in our adult Sunday morning Bible study just a few weeks ago, and one woman declared that she did not know where babies came from until she was 18 years old. 
Her parents did not really forbid immorality, except in a very staunch Roman Catholic sense. But they also did not give her the knowledge she needed to make informed decisions. As a teenager, she could have easily gotten pregnant and would not even known how it happened. Kids need to know why, and they need to know it as early as possible in a way that is appropriate to their ability to understand. Otherwise, our presentation of God is that he is some sort of great cosmic killjoy who doesn't want us to have any fun, rather than the designer of the universe and of our bodies who has given us wise instruction on how these bodies have been designed to function. Children tend to treat the first person who tells them something as the expert on the subject. There is a reason that God commands parents to teach children such things. Who else should do it? Their uninformed and sinful friends? Their school? Do you want the pastor or the youth pastor to come to your house and have this conversation with your children? Of course not. Besides, this needs to be an ongoing conversation, an in-the-way conversation. If you're willing to talk with your children freely about sex and the biblical principles that apply, they will return to you when they have questions later. If you act embarrassed and ashamed, they'll go elsewhere for the information. They'll go to the person who is willing to talk, and that person will become their counselor and their authority. It should be you. The younger the children are, the less embarrassing the conversation is. It's the junior high and high school age child that becomes embarrassed talking about sexuality. The elementary school child is used to taking new information in like this, and will usually handle it in stride. At seven years old, we talked with our children about the fact that reproduction takes both mommies and daddies, eggs being fertilized, even the sexual act in a very generalized way. The common reaction of the child was, oh, okay, can I go play now? This is not a one-time conversation. In 1985, Tim LaHaye produced a helpful little book entitled Sex Education is for the Family that explained in a fairly easy-to-comprehend way when and what kind of conversations parents should have with their children at various ages and stages. While the book is dated, the principles are not. Focus on the Family put out a similar book in 2013 called The Focus on the Family Guide to Talking with Your Kids About Sex, Honest Answers for Every Age. There are more resources you can find with a little research. This is your obligation as parents. This subject cannot be properly addressed with one birds and bees conversation. It must be a continuing and evolving discussion throughout life as you prepare your children for the very adult and beautiful relationship called marriage. Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed is undefiled. This has been the Proclaim and Defend podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe and give us a good review. If you want to learn more about the FBFI, check out our website at fbfi.org or our blog, Proclaim and Defend, at proclaimanddefend.org. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the Proclaim and Defend.